Like Effect continues on 89.7 WUWM. I'm Audrey Nowakowski, and it's time now for a monthly segment on entrepreneurship. Hi, I'm Kathleen Gallagher. Kathleen is the executive director of the Milwaukee Institute, and I'm Tim Keen. Tim is founder and director of Golden Angel Investors, and this is How Did You Do That?, a show about successful entrepreneurs and how and why they succeeded. What made you want to have no free time? Opportunity. Future opportunity. Um, in that this was an opportunity for me to understand something that I wanted to know more about but didn't have a lot of purview into. James Phelps had for many years thought about starting his own business. One evening, sitting with his two brothers on the stoop of a property they were renovating, the plan began to take shape. It was early 2008, and the U.S. was deep into the Great Recession. The workload was thinning out at the construction firm where two of them worked. James understood project management, Jalen understood construction, and Cliff knew administration. Within a year, by the end of 2008, JCP Construction was born. JCP Construction now has 35 employees and annual revenue of more than $12 million. The firm has either managed or worked on some of the city's high-profile projects, including the Bader Philanthropies Headquarters, Northwestern Mutual's Downtown Office Tower, Milwaukee School of Engineering Soccer and Parking Facility, and the Milwaukee Bucks Fiserv Forum. James, welcome to How Did You Do That? Glad to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. Let's start kind of where your construction career started. You got a taste for the trades at Milwaukee Tech, the high school that's now known as Bradley Tech. What kinds of things did you learn there? Did you learn one specific trade or a lot of them? Or Well, at Milwaukee Tech, I was in the pre-engineering program, which allowed me to get a taste of the different vocational trades, whether that's machining, electrical, in addition to engineering, a lot of math, sciences, or whatnot. So I think that gave me a good basis in high schools for what was to come afterwards. You were a good student at Milwaukee Tech, and you got a scholarship to go to Milwaukee School of Engineering. What stopped you from doing that? Yeah, I got a scholarship to go to Milwaukee Engineering, MSOE, as well as other uh, colleges. But honestly, I didn't know how to fill out the FAFSA. I was the first in the family to go to college, and so it just was a daunting task. I knew there was a, a delta between what tuition was and then what the scholarship was. So not knowing how to fill that gap, I just pivoted and went a different direction. The FAFSA is the like financial aid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah financial yeah. aid uh, package. So that didn't stop you, though. You didn't know how to do that, but you, you had this entrepreneurial spirit from the beginning. Was it when you were still in high school? You got an apprenticeship? At- no, soon after, uh, about a year or two out of high school, after a couple odds and end jobs, I got an apprenticeship uh, with Milwaukee Public Schools as a painter. So that allowed me a career path into the trades and then from there, other opportunities. So what are some of those other opportunities that you had going on at that time? Uh, Well, I ended up purchasing a house soon thereafter. uh, And so that kind of got me into real estate as well as income property. Um, In addition to that, Um, With the opportunity that Milwaukee Public Schools had at the time of tuition reimbursement, I started taking classes that were reimbursable at night. So I just want to backtrack a little bit. You you said you bought some real estate, and and early on you figured out that you wanted to buy properties and renovate them and that sort of thing. What was your first attempt? You tried to buy a foreclosure. I did. Uh, Opportunity came my way for a four-family that was foreclosed on. Um, I did the math of what their 
it would cost to rehab it. Uh, the lady was willing to part with it for a very cheap price, and it made sense financially. Uh, at the time, I was less than 20 years old. Banks weren't really trying to, A, finance rehabs, nor was someone under 20 years old without the financial backing. Went to my father, asked him for the money, and he didn't know if I was serious or not. So I wasn't able to get it. So I, something we talked about for a while after that. So when the opportunity came for the Ford family that I did indeed buy once I started at Milwaukee Public School, he saw that I was serious about it, and he actually gave me uh, some of the seed money for that. So that rejection by your dad, was that motivating or deflating? You know, motivating because I wanted to prove that I was I knew what I was talking about and could do it, yeah. and the numbers made sense, So, and I knew that I had the ability to actually do the work itself from that background at Milwaukee Tech. So back to what Tim was talking about, then you bought, you, you eventually bought a four family and started rehabbing it with your brothers, right? But you also, you were working full time mm -hmm. at Milwaukee Public Schools. You were going to school. I, tell us all the things you were doing. It sounds like you were busy. <laughs> I, I stayed busy, you know, so in addition to purchasing a four family and just being a landlord, what comes along with that, we soon thereafter started purchasing real estate uh, rehabs and fixer-uppers as well. So we kept at least one, if not two, of those going between my brothers and other business partners. And in addition to that, we also well, I was also going to school. So fitting that in with going to night school as well, which was typically two nights a week. Oh, and, and having a young family. <laughs> that should keep you busy. Yes. So just to clarify one last point there, you went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee during this whole period of time. You got a finance degree. Correct which I assume has been really important to it's your It's been business. very helpful. I, I would say that the career path has been very beneficial in that uh, working with the tools and having a journeyman's card for being in construction gives me the hands-on ability to understand how projects go together, um, along with the financing to be able to understand, well, the financial side of it, which is just as important with running a business along with, you know, other aspects. And what year was it that you finished at UWM? I believe that was 2008. So in 2005, you joined the Associates in Commercial Real Estate or the ACRE program that at that time had been run by Marquette University. That is correct. And how did that influence your career path and your business development? It really opened me up to what was possible. Uh, my line of sight was mainly around residential and small investment property as opposed to the whole world of the rest of the pie relative to the commercial uh, landscape. So allowed me to see how that's possible, what the performer looks like in order to see feasibility of it, along with how to build relationships in the industry to make deals happen. So for the benefit of our listeners, I would say, first of all, today that program is run by LISC, the Local Initiative Support Corporation in Milwaukee. And can you reflect on how unique or interesting that was? Uh, because I'm can, not I sure. just, can I jump in, Tim, I, just to explain the ACRE program? You know, that it, it's a, it's a one-year certificate program, and it's meant to train people of color for careers in commercial real estate, right? That is correct. So. First of its kind, I believe, uh, by any metrics given, it's probably been wild, it is wildly successful. Going in, I was very excited. I, You were was, in the first class, I right? was, and it was pretty intimidating with the other people in the program of lots of developers of note nowadays and, and just people who are still honestly running state agencies and other organizations as well. So it put me in a room with a lot of people. Uh, first, I was intimidated because of all the star power that was in the room, all learning. The one common goal is everyone learning more about real estate. Um, but it's allowed me to grow uh, 
a lot of great friendships that which we have to this day. So just to recap, you were rehabbing houses, one or two at a time. You were working full-time at MPS. You were getting a finance degree at UWM, and you were doing this one-year certificate program. Correct. I may have taken a year off or that sem- a semester off for while doing the Acre program. And what made you want to have no free time? Opportunity. Future opportunity um, in that this was an opportunity for me to understand something that I wanted to know more about but didn't have a lot of purview into. So the Acre program, aside from the classroom work, also provided internships for all of the people. And by the way, there was no cost for that program. That is correct. Yeah. It was a deposit that you got back at the end of the program, I believe, is the way they structured it. But one of the aspects that I loved was the opportunity for the top five people getting internships in the industry, which which gave me the um, incentive to aspire towards one of those internships and kind of move pivot careers. And that program, by the way, was uh, created by a guy named Mark Epley, who is now at the grass camp chair at the University of Wisconsin. In sure Madison. is. Yeah. Great guy. And I yeah. uh, owe him for quite a bit of what I'm able to do today. So the internship you got out of the Acre program was at KBS Construction, which is now part of C.D. Smith. It was a big pay cut, right? I mean, you had to go full time ultimately. I did. Um, it was a literally a, a 50% pay cut in order to take this opportunity uh, from a union tradesman position to a intern position. But I saw it as a investment of understanding how commercial real estate worked and the inner workings of that. We've talked about this. You're all about risk, but calculated risk, right? Yeah, I, I do. I think that growth comes from being a little bit uncomfortable, and part of that is taking calculated risk, not just on a whim, but uh, at once it's kind of the pros and cons outlined, and you kind of make your decision based on that. So admit it, you're a little bit of a wonk when it comes to weighing that all, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I think I've won more times than I've lost, but it doesn't mean I haven't lost. So what did you learn at KBS that helped you on this entrepreneurial journey? Wow. Uh, I would say it was a continuation from Acre in that it instilled what relationships mean. In construction, I think with a lot of other industries, is based on relationships. And so just having an emotional intelligence of understanding what other people need in order to provide that service to them. So that's just on the one aspect. And there's also just how to build a building. It was funny. One of the Seeing that my background was more on the residential side, I was a little uncomfortable coming in um, and running work there, to which their response was, well, it's the same with a little bit more zeros. Uh, (laughs) They were a little being a little funny about that, but overall, that is the main principle, but there is a little bit more complex building systems that go into it. You know, we talked about how you were sitting on that stoop with your brothers in 2008, and that's where the idea evolved for starting your own firm. It kind of cracks me up. You thought you'd get more flexibility with your time, right? Yeah. I naively thought that I'd have my Fridays for golfing in the summer and kind of having a little bit of a more chill lifestyle, but it's been just the opposite. I was warned of that when we started JCP. Uh, One of my mentors, Dennis Klein, mentioned that, uh, say goodbye to, you know, sleeping eight hours throughout the night, and he's been right. You said you wanted growth. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced over the years with JCP Construction? You know, I I think it's the same one that a lot of other businesses have, which is access to capital, um, as along with talent, both in the field as well as in the office, to be able to maintain that growth and at the same time maintain quality and uh, budgets. So I, I would say that along with just with it being relationship driven, a lot of people 
and organizations already have those relationships with other contractors. So it's just about how do we position ourselves so that there's that comfort level for us to be able to grow our client base and be able to work for other clients as well. So for other would-be entrepreneurs, you know, what are some of the keys to the success you've had in growing the company? There's a couple of them. I think one would be finding a good mentor or a kitchen cabinet uh, or people that you can bounce ideas off of. I think another one would be uh, take people's advice into consideration, but kind of weigh it so that those who have actually been successful weigh that more towards people who don't have that track record to provide the advice that they're giving. You've also got some fundamental things about the way you run the company. Can you talk about those? Sure. I mean, we have the JCP promise, which is to make sure we always provide uh, our product to the customer on time and on budget, you know, and just operating with integrity and with the level of quality that we build our, our brand on. Seems like it's worked for you so far. So far, so good. Well, great, James. Well, we look forward to watching JCP Construction grow, and we sure thank you for coming. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You can read more about this story and find links to resources by visiting wuwm.com. And listen to all our podcasts at WUWM at the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcasts. Just one more thing. Uh, After 28 episodes of How Did You Do That, I've decided to step away from co-hosting the show with Kathleen, but I'll be around. If we started listing all the other things vying for Tim's time, including along with his business and investing activities, ramping up a photography business, we'd be here for a long time. This show was one of his many wonderful ideas. We're grateful for that and for his many contributions and insights along the way. Thanks so much, Tim, for everything you've done. Well, thanks, Kathleen. It's really been a great run, and thanks to WUWM for hosting us, and I'll look forward to dropping by from time to time in the future. And I'll continue to host How Did You Do That? So see you next time. You can find all episodes of our How Did You Do That? series on wuwm.com.